0: Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly.
1: Thank you for joining us for GNAC Insider, as we're going to talk some spring sports tonight. We hope that you'll enjoy the show. We've got uh, quite a variety of guests. We're going to talk with John Buchanan. Simon Fraser, men's and women's head golf coach, and he's got the GNAC team of the week, by the way. Britt Townsend, Simon Fraser's track and field coach with the indoor season over and the outdoor season uh, upon us, and also uh, cross-country head coach. And then also a guy who's got quite a story to tell. I can't wait to hear it. Luke Reinschmidt, Montana State Billings baseball player who went for the cycle. And if you're not a baseball fan, it's a very rare event to go for the cycle. It means hitting a single, a double, a triple, and a home run all in the same game. And joining us is our co-host and producer, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, always a rarity in baseball for somebody to hit for the cycle.
2: You know, it really is, especially in the GNAC. We did a little bit of research and uh, found out it was the fourth one ever in GNAC history, first time since 2007. And I won't spoil it completely, but uh, it was uh, not the easiest of cycles, as we'll find out a little later on.
1: Uh, yeah, I thank for that tease because you're right. I, I can't wait to talk with Luke about it because there's some really funny, uh, interesting things about it. I will say this. He needed his, his last at bat in the ninth inning to complete the cycle, but there were, as Evan said, uh, another, uh, factor too that made it all the more interesting. So I can't wait to hear the story from Luke himself. And you know, the other two guests we've got, uh, I was, had a little time to do a little more research. John Buchanan, who is, who you informed me, uh, is the head uh, women's and golf coach at Simon Fraser, has a great history in soccer and actually was an Olympic uh, coach uh, for Team Canada. And, yeah, he's, and, been, he's been around a I'm sorry, a long go time.
2: ahead. Oh, yeah, he's been yeah. around a long time. I was just saying, and, and you know, he's had a, his hands in a couple different sports there. You know, soccer for a long time was really influential in that, and now he's
1: uh, moved on working uh, with the golf team up there. And had a great week. And Britt Townsend is also joining us, the Simon Fraser uh, outdoor track and field coach with the season upon us. She actually was an Olympic athlete, so uh, exciting Exciting show tonight.
2: Yeah, a bit of a Olympic theme there, if you will. Uh, got some good blood up there at Simon Fraser.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to let you uh, uh, connect all the cords that make this show work, Evan, so I'll look forward to visiting with you a little bit later in the show. But John Buchanan, quite a history he's had at Simon Fraser, as the uh, men's and women's golf coach now. And as I mentioned, the men's golf team was recently uh, is the GNAC Team of the Week currently after finishing second place out of 18 teams at the Cal Baptist Invitational last week, and it's the second time here recently that his team has finished second in a tournament. So they look like they're showing a lot of promise in golf. Simon Fraser's men's team currently ranks second in the conference with an average round score of two ninety eight 298.6 strokes. Simon Fraser's senior, Michael Bell, currently second in the GNAC with an average round score of 73.6. Simon Fraser's men's team finished in second place in its last two tournaments. Uh, The other one was uh, the one at Notre uh, Dame-Denamer at uh, the Invitational on the 11th and 10th and 11th of March. So without further ado, let me welcome to the program John Buchanan. Coach, thanks very much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. So it sounds like your team had a terrific week, an outstanding start. I mean, I want to talk about some of the players who, who really went out of the gate with a great round. But to finish second out of 18 teams, you've got to be proud of them.
3: Well, I am. It's a pretty young program. Uh, we only uh, gained uh, eligibility for ranking uh, last year. So um, I think we've done quite well.
1: You know, I saw, I think nationally, you're ranked uh, something like 16th
3: uh... nc2a division two oh, sorry right? exactly
0: 15th.
1: yeah fifteenth. so that that's that's terrific so let's talk about some of the individuals on your men's team michael bell uh, off to a great start currently second in the g-neck what makes michael such a great golfer
3: <clears throat> well he's got tremendous length and uh... basically most uh, par fives are a par four and okay he's going to reach all advantage. the
1: par fives in two
3: he's going to be pretty close Yeah, and uh, he's got a really good focus on his game. Uh, He is a senior, so he's got a bit of experience. He's uh, qualified for the provincial or in uh, stateside uh, state championship on a number of occasions, and um, he's he's a well-rounded player.
1: Excellent. Well, you know, I was impressed, too, with the sophomore you've got on the team who shot a 67 in the first round, Brett Thompson.
3: Well, Brett's uh, Brett's got a fine stability. He's done this more than once, and uh, he um, I think he lets his uh, imagination run away with him. In a while, he's at the he's at the finishing line as he comes out the starting gate, and he's only gone through his second year, and uh, he's got an awesome ability to uh, to shoot low. You know,
1: golf is such a challenging game from the mental standpoint. I think so often it's hard to stay in the moment when a young a young guy like that, he's only a sophomore, shoots a 67, he goes out the next round. It's got to be a little bit tough, doesn't it, to, to just stay in the moment, one shot at a time, and, and, and keep one's perspective?
3: Well, as I said, they get ahead of themselves, and if they're not shooting scores like that uh, by, say, midway through the second nine, Sometimes doubts uh, creeps in they start to question themselves, and that 's when things start going backwards. Uh, they set the bar maybe a bit high and don 't understand that it's a game of even and flow and if you 're having a really good round, you can play with that, but don 't press it and at the end you'll probably, uh, you'll probably go low again
1: So how do you see the conference shaping up uh, in golf
3: well but there's there's not a lot between the five teams, and particularly between um, Western Washington, St. Martin's, and SFU. At the last tournament, uh, I think there was maybe four strokes, maybe five strokes, which is a stroke a man over
1: sure. over
3: fifty four holes. So I think it's going to be tight.
1: You know, golf. So often we think of it as being an individual sport, and I think sometimes when golfers compete in a team sport, I I think about the Ryder Cup, for example, the pressure is so much greater. Do you find that's true
3: in college golf? Well, most kids, um, at least up here in Canada, high school golf isn't given um, that much credibility. It's basically the the various uh, Canadian junior tours or a provincial championship or your national championship. And in those uh, tournaments, you're strictly playing for yourself. It's a new experience to come on as a member of a team of five and have to be cognizant that um, you might think you're having a terrible game and you'll let up because you're not going to score well and not really know there might be somebody else in the team uh, in the same boat. So you have to grind it out. And for most players, that's a learning process.
1: I would think so. One of the great things about the GNAC is that the championship is played in such a high-quality golf course the quarter lane resort tell our listeners about what that golf complex is like
3: well it's a privilege to play there they've got the floating green which is an excellent green but it's it's the sort of novelty that the that is promoted and it's gone worldwide so it's well known for that but that's just a small aspect of the course it's as well groomed a course as you're going to find the setting is quite magnificent and uh, there's enough holes there to destroy a really good, uh, a really good score. Uh, we've been privileged to be there a couple of times before, and I can tell you it's a treat. And uh, everybody in our men and women's team are looking forward to going back again uh, later in, uh, in April.
1: From a spectator standpoint, I think par threes are always a lot of fun. But not just the island green. The other par threes look like they'd be, they're beautiful holes and we would make great spectator holes.
3: Well, they they, they do, and um, they're not exactly unique, but you don't find a lot of greens where there's such a drop from the tee box to the green. And basically, if you don't hit the green, you're dead, because it's uh, it's all shrubbery, ringing the green, and there's not a lot of uh, room for mistake.
1: So uh, what do you do now to get your team ready for the conference championship? I know you've got uh, a few more tournaments coming up.
3: Well, unfortunately for us, we're on the cusp of uh, final exams. Uh, okay. Our school goes in earlier than, uh, I think, any of the other GNAC schools. And uh, actually, when we go to Cal State Stanisla, uh, we will be leaving one of our top three players at home. He's a freshman. He's got two really, really uh, intense um, exams to do. So for his benefit, we're leaving him. And then, of course, by the time we actually get to um, uh, the 19th of April, um, for both teams it's flu- full-blown exams, and a couple of them may actually have to write finals on the road.
1: Okay. Yeah, they, I can see. Yeah, that is, that's a little unfortunate. I, I'm, I know academics comes first. So tell us about that Cal State St- uh, Stanislaus Invitational coming up April 14th, 15th. 18 teams, a good chance academics aside, a good chance, uh, to really have your, your boys, uh, test themselves.
3: Well, for sure. And, uh, basically, uh, some of the heavyweights in the country are there, starting with Cal Stanislaus. Chico, a couple of weeks ago, were ranked second. Uh, Cal State Monterey Bay's in there. Uh, so there's three of, uh, the three or four teams that's ahead of us uh, in the, the region, uh, right there. And, uh, the cor- I can't just recall the name of the course, but I've been at it before. It's a very tight course. Uh, if you don't play the ball, keep the ball in play, you're going to have some serious trouble.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds like it'll be exciting. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations on having the Red Lion Team of the Week. We look very much forward to uh, following uh, the re- remainder of the golf season uh, for Simon Fraser.
3: Well, thank you very much for having us, and uh, it's always a joy to get to talk to the press. Thank you.
1: Oh, we, we sure appreciate it. Coach Buchanan, men's golf coach at Simon Fraser, and we're going to talk uh, about the track and field season, the outdoor track and field season, with Simon Fraser's track and field coach, Britt Townsend. When we come back to GNAC Insider in a moment, let's find out right now. What's happening around the GNAC? In Monmouth, Western Oregon softball coach Lonnie Sargent was named GNAC Coach of the Month for March. Over the last month, Western Oregon went 16 and 2, and the team is currently in first place in the standings with a conference record of 13 and 1. In Burnaby, the Simon Fraser men's golf team was named GNAC Team of the Week after finishing in second place at the Cal Baptist Invitational last week. It was the second straight second-place tournament finish for Simon Fraser, and senior Michael Bell currently ranks second in the conference with an average score of 73.6. In Evansville, Indiana, senior men's basketball players Mark McLaughlin of Central Washington and Austin Bragg of Western Washington helped the West to a 121-109 win in the Reese's Division II Men's Basketball All-Star Game. McLaughlin led the West All-Stars with 20 points in the game. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending March 30th can be found at GNACsports.com.
0: GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics and profiles for all 10 GNAC members plus catch live event coverage on GNAC TV GNAC insider will be right back
4: now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur resort book a lake tower room with the cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit
1: CDAResort.com. I invite you to go to their website and check out that golf course that they'll be playing the GNAC championships on. Looks like quite a place. We're kind of Burnaby Burnaby, uh, Central tonight uh, with our first two guests from Simon Fraser. Very happy to have with us Britt Townsend, Simon Fraser, track and field, cross-country head coach. Uh, Simon Fraser began its outdoor track and field season last weekend at the University of British Columbia Open and competing in three meets this weekend, including the Stanford Invitational. Simon Fraser's men's distance medley relay team placed first at the GNAC Indoor Championships, and Simon Fraser's senior, Sarah Sawatsky, won the GNAC Indoor Championships 800-meter race and is one of Simon Fraser's top runners. So, Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it.
5: Well, thanks very much for having me, Kevin.
1: Well, this will be quite a weekend for your team, it sounds like.
5: It is. It's actually the first time that we've ever gone to this meet, um, trying to get some performances a little earlier than we have in the past because it's always seemed like we're chasing those standards in the last couple of meets and running out of time. So this is our first time going down there, and uh, I'm excited. It's giving the athletes a lot of opportunities, you know, to race more than one race, taking in the San Francisco meet and the Stanford meet. On the same weekend, and and then we even have a few athletes going down to Tacoma for the uh, for the UPS meet. So, um, I think it'll be a great weekend.
1: Boy, it really does give your chance, your team a chance to to get really active and compete against some top athletes. I would guess.
5: Yes, I think so, and and you know it, we do have good local competition, but. You know, when you're running against the same kids every week, I think it's a little more difficult to get inspired and and just sort of pull that really strong performance out. And I think the kids get really excited to travel, obviously, and going down to a meet of the caliber of Stanford and and in San Francisco, I'm really looking forward to some great performances.
1: So tell me about the athletes that will be performing at Stanford and San Francisco first.
5: Well, I think leading our group will have to be our conference champion, Sarah Sawatsky. Um, it's her senior year. She's excited. I think she's a little bit disappointed coming off the indoor season. Um, obviously excited about her, her conference finish, but but nationally, you know, we went there and she wasn't 100%. She had started to get sick before we left. and. I think a lot of things happen. I think not going with other team members, that was the first time ever going on her own to a national championship. So I think she's hungry. I think she wants to establish herself early in the outdoor season, not have to chase any standards, and be ready to sort of just prepare for the national championships. We have Cam Cameron Prasiviat, who has been coming on really, really strong. He looks amazing in practice. Um, he's 152, so he's not far off. Um, what it took to make it last year and I think he's much stronger this year um, we have our freshman Oliver Jorgensen who at the cross country um, regional championships he was our first um, our first finisher and only five seconds out of qualifying for the national championships in cross country um, we have a couple more girls in, in Kristen Allen who is also a strong for us uh, in cross country and indoors and uh, Emma Chadsey who has come a huge, uh, made huge improvements over the last year from where she was um, coming out of high school. So I'm excited. I think um, there's lots of opportunities. We have a couple of throwers that'll be down at uh, UPS this weekend who have already made the A qualifying standard for the conference championships. So uh, I think we're getting a little more well-rounded. Um, I think we're drawing some performances from other event areas other than middle distance and sprints. And, yeah, we'll see what we can come away with.
1: I wanted to also acknowledge uh, the men's distance medley relay team did so well at the GNAC championship uh, indoor meet.
5: They did, and and our men's um, program has made huge leaps um, over the last couple of years, and it's been my focus to try and bring them up and make them competitive as well. And we've had the addition of Daniel Kellaway out of Newfoundland, who coming in was a – he just came in January, actually, and he's, you know, a 48 – point zero really 400 meter runner. so he's been a great addition he'll help a four by four team um, we have joel webster who who came also um for the first time this semester uh, and we have James Young, who who ran the mile, who will also ru- be very good for us outdoors. I think he'll be a uh, one of the top contem- contenders at the GNAC championships in the 1500. So, yeah, we're starting. We, actually, we've always been known for our women's program, and um, right now I think we have a stronger program on the men's side this year.
1: Well, there's such great competition in the GNAC, and I think it must be exciting for you as a coach and for our listeners, by the way. Coach Townsend, seven times National Coach of the Year in Canada, so a great, great uh, career you've had as a coach. But when you compete in the GNAC, you've got tough competition all over the place. We had Michael Fries on a couple of weeks ago, so of course you've got Alaska Anchorage. Uh, He he, he said Seattle Pacific women are tough, Western Washington men, Western Oregon's always tough, so uh, really a tough conference.
5: It is a tough conference, but you know, I think it really raises the level of performance of all of us. Um, I'm excited to be in this conference. I think um, it's drawing better athletes to our program um, and from all across Canada. They, they believe that the NC2A and the GNAC conference are, are great places for them to pursue um, the highest level of the sport. So it's been a really good transition for us. Um, the people are great, the coaches are great, um, the athletes we're up against uh, are, are awesome. So I think in the long term, um, we have to be able to sort of match some of the depth that some of these teams have, um, which is, is going to be, I think, our biggest challenge.
1: You know you bring up something interesting, though, because you're really in a way uniquely positioned as the only university in the NCAA from Canada. So I would think that is a recruiting tool for you that you're able to reach across into the other provinces, probably in all sports. Am I right about that?
5: Yeah, no, definitely. And and what I have seen um, in my recruiting is that people who do want to stay in Canada and, and get a Canadian education and and maybe make their connections for their careers while they're at school, um, they are drawn to the opportunity to compete in the U.S. and compete against top, top, top competitors. And I think it, it's made a big difference in our recruiting and, and drawing people from across the country and even, and even um, from the U.S.
1: Well, I know you've got a busy weekend ahead for you and your entire staff going to Tacoma, San Francisco, Palo Alto. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. We greatly appreciate it and I hope you have a great season.
5: Thank you, Kevin. My pleasure.
1: Britt Townsend with us tonight on GNAC Insider and uh great to hear I just love talking to the coaches on this show because they're 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 so Obviously dedicated and, and know their sports so well. Well, we've got a young man who's got quite a story to tell us that we're going to be visiting with here in a second. Uh, if you just uh, if you didn't catch the very opening of the show, we uh, talked with Evan O'Kelly about Luke Reinschmidt, who hit for the cycle. And it'll be a fun story for you to hear from Montana State Billings and is the GNAC Player of the week, so that'll be coming up here in just a moment. But right now, let's find out what's happening this week in the GNAC. In baseball, Saint Martin's hosts Northwest Nazarene in a pair of conference doubleheaders Friday and Saturday in Lacey. Central Washington welcomes first place Western Oregon to Wellensburg for four games over Saturday and Sunday. In softball, all seven GNAC teams will participate in the Cal State Stanislaus Tournament of Champions in Turlock, California. The three-day event pits 24 of the top softball teams from the West region against one another as a preview of potential postseason matchups. In track and field, Western Washington hosts its multi-events meet, while six GNAC teams travel to San Francisco and Tacoma for meets as well. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook for all of the latest news, standings, schedules, highlights, and more.
0: Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACSports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider.
4: Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Court Lane Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit CDAResort.com.
1: We're going to talk baseball now with the gentleman who has been named the Red Lion Player of the Week, becoming the fourth player in GNAC history to hit for the cycle in a game when he achieved defeat on Friday in a 16 to 7 victory over Northwest Nazarene. Luke is currently battling, uh, batting rather, 302 this season and is tied for the conference lead in triples, leading Montana State Billings with 11 extra base hits, ranks third in the conference in stolen bases with four has started all 26 games so far this season for Montana State Billings. So without further ado, let's welcome to the program Luke Reinschmidt. Luke, thanks very much for being with us. We appreciate it.
6: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, you know, we're we're all kind of excited about the fact that you hit for the cycle uh, in the game on Friday. So let's, let's talk about that first, if you don't mind. And by the way, congratulations on being named Red Lion Player of the Week. Thank you. So, uh, take us through uh, at bat. You had five at bats in the game. Let's talk about the first at bat.
6: Honestly, I think the first at bat, I think I had a double. If that was right, right? Yeah,
1: I think that's right. Yeah, yep, double. double.
6: Yeah, I had a double then, the first at bat.
1: And so. then the second, the second time up, you had a single. Is that right?
6: Yep, I think. Yep, that's right.
1: So you probably i mean you know it's nice to go two for two, but you probably didn't you know weren't thinking uh about uh anything special at that point. am I right?
6: yeah, definitely. I just thought it was just kind of a good going as a good day right now i it was feeling pretty good, so I didn't know what what was in store for the rest of the day
1: <laughs> so the fifth inning you come up and you take one out of the park uh, tell me about the home run
6: um. I don't know. I just got a pitch I could handle, I guess. I don't know. I forgot what the count was, but I think it was a just a high fastball, and I was able just to get up under it, I guess, enough so not to help. that a little wind aided, but it counts, I guess.
1: Hey, they all count. So did uh, what yeah. part of the uh, what part of the park did you hit it to?
6: All uh, right, center.
1: Okay, very good. So then you come up, and this is what I think is interesting. You come up for your fourth plate appearance. And I'm sure you had to be thinking at that point about hitting the triple, weren't you?
6: Honestly, I, I hadn't. Uh, the game had gotten close again because we were winning 10-2, to two, I think, at that point. And when I came up from my fourth at bat, I think it was 10-7 or 10-8, somewhere, somewhere around there. And I was just thinking kind of just to get on base, I really honestly hadn't thought about the triple at all.
1: Is that right? That's really interesting. Yeah. So, so you, you actually uh, tried to bunt, popped up, uh, so, yeah. so you, you popped out, basically. Was it your idea to bunt?
6: Yes, it was. Uh, Coach kind of gives me the green light whenever, uh, whenever I think I can get on base and make something happen. It was just. And I thought that maybe if I got on, I could start, start a little big, big inning, because I think I was the lead off that inning. So I was just trying to make something happen.
1: Well, that's what I call a team player. I mean, really, that's really something. Just trying to make something, because your team, uh, like you said, they'd given up some runs and it got kind of tight, so you just want to get something going for your team. Not even thinking selfishly at all. So you come up then in the ninth inning, and uh, tell me what happened then.
6: Uh, I believe I got down one ball, two strikes, and that bat, and – it was just I, I fouled a couple pitches off if I remember right and then I just happened to get one out of the plate that I just hit to right center. And, so it uh, sounds
1: like and your home run went to right center as well. I was kind of wondering because uh, you know nobody hits a triple to the left field. You know what I mean? If you're going to hit a triple, it's going to be to right field.
6: Exactly. That was. But uh, it sounds it, like you've
1: got opposite field power all the time. Am I right?
6: All. The, uh, I, that's that's more of my approach. Uh, Coach really preaches about letting the ball travel and taking it the other way, and it's kind of a philosophy that he really wants our team to focus on, and really helps our just our approach in at bat, trying to let the ball travel. So that's I was just trying to be on time with a fastball and hit, just put something in play and try to make something happen.
1: Excellent, excellent. So let's talk about your uh, your head coach, Rob Bishop, and his staff. What do you like? Uh, uh looks like he's done very well with the program. You know, it seems like every year is a little bit better, better than the year before. Last year, uh, the Yellow Jackets able to make the playoffs. I know you're fighting for that third spot again this season. But tell me about uh, Coach Bishop and the staff.
6: Um, Personally, I love all they. I transferred this year to here, and they graciously took me, took me in, and uh, I've had nothing but a Great experience here at MSUB. Bishop, uh, just knowing, being from Billings, you just read about MSUB and how he's taken MSUB from being a decent college to now they're always competing for the conference uh, to get into the conference tournament. And uh, I hope the same happens this year. I'm just really excited, especially now that we have all home games and all the road games are out of the way. So, I personally, he's done a great job with this, this team, and uh, he's really – really trying to push us for this, this home stretch and see how we can finish.
1: You know, our listeners might, might have missed that, what you just said. Surprising for any baseball fan to hear that a team is going to start with 20-some road games before you have your first home game, and then everything else from here on in is home. So you're at that point in the season now where the road schedule is over. Am I right?
6: Yes, exactly. We're, only home, from, we're, we're home from here on out.
1: How does that feel? Do you feel like now, you know, you're in good contention here for that final spot in the playoffs. Do you feel like you're confident now having everything at home?
6: Oh, yeah. And that's one thing our goal was, uh, was to at least still be in striking distance of having, being being able to make the conference tournament. Uh, We came in knowing that we had a long road scheduled, not to mention the weather hasn't really helped us here in Montana since it's been a little snowy. But, uh, yeah, it's, this home stretch is definitely uh, well-needed, and I think that not having to travel on a bus as much and uh, showing up the day before and not having to worry about where you're staying and all that is just definitely going to help the team just focus on the games, and hopefully we can just make it, put a good run together and uh, get a good seed in that conference tournament.
1: Excellent. So, Luke, let me ask you about a couple of your teammates. Brody Miller leading the GNAC with a four fifteen batting average. Uh, he's having a great year.
6: Oh yeah, Brody. Uh, he's definitely a, a a big part of this team. He's a big leader. Uh, he's taken a lot of a lot of players under his wing this year. Just to, trying to explain about hitting wise. I mean, when a guy's hitting 419, there's nothing that you you can't learn from him. He he's helped our team to stay to stay where we are. He's he's been just a massive part of what we're doing. And I feel that the best for Brody is yet to come, especially with this home stretch. It's just incredible what he can do.
1: Boy, you're right. Anybody hitting 400, you got to listen to him. How about Kevin yeah, Toon? Exactly. He's he's red hot right now. Kevin Toon.
6: Oh yeah, uh, Toon. He's he's a I, I love Toon. He's uh, been playing great this year. Didn't didn't come off at at the beginning of starting, but he got his chance and he's really taking it. And I I could not be happier with a third, person who's batting 30s. maybe not the typical third third place hitter, but he's been doing filling in the job perfect for us and. Especially these last couple of games, he's really helped us um, win a couple of these games just because how many RBIs. I think he got uh, Player of the Week. I don't know a week or two ago, and uh, it's just it's been fun to watch him play just because every time he gets up, he seems how to, he seems to get a hit. He just he's on he's on fire right now.
1: Well, when you can hit with men on base, the number three position is a, a pretty good place to be.
6: Yeah, especially when Brody's right in front of him, that always helps.
1: Yeah, very good. How about the pitching staff? Uh, tell us about uh, the the team's pitching staff.
6: Oh, this year I, we're pitching we're pitching pretty well this year. I, I think that Ames, Matt Ames, has been has done a great job just because of, as a senior leader, and um, he personally he should have won more games in, uh, than he has. We haven't given the whenever he's pitching, it just seems like we can never get him the right run support. Besides these past maybe past week. But he's really coming to own. he really owns that pitching staff, and uh, he takes responsibility, makes sure that everybody's working hard. other than that, I mean, we've, had, we've kind of shuffled around the pitching staff, but I have confidence in all these guys that they right now that we're going to get the job done in the, these four games against Western this coming week, and I just I think that if we play well against Western, we'll be sitting good in the conference.
1: They're a tough team, tough to, to perennially a tough power, but you've got oh, them where you yeah. want them coming at home.
6: Yeah, that's definitely nice. Uh, they took it'd be a three times at their place, so hopefully uh, something like that happens. We're able to even out the series maybe a bit, maybe this uh, coming up weekends. And I think our pitching staff is really up to the challenge because just a couple games that we just let them get out of hands and we didn't score enough runs. So I think it would be a good time for either both our pitchers and our hitters to get a little redemption, hopefully.
1: Excellent. Luke, you're a very articulate young man. I appreciate your being with us tonight, and congratulations once again on being named the GNAC Player of the Week.
6: Thank you. Thanks for having me again.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Luke Reinschmidt, uh heck of a, uh, like I said, articulate young man, and uh, there's a ball game that he'll be telling his grandchildren about, don't you think, Kevin, when you, go, when you go four for five and single, double, triple, and home run in the same game?
2: Not too many guys can say it. Uh, you know, I was – you just out of curiosity looking it up it's only happened 300 times in major league baseball history that's over 150 years um they it's equated to uh being as rare as about a, a no hitter so it's a pretty special thing that he'll uh, definitely remember yeah
1: you think about how many at bats every team has in the big leagues over 162 games yeah that's that's a very rare event and and how about the fact that uh, he comes up for his fourth plate appearance and did not realize uh, that he uh, was going for the cycle? I think that, that shows you he's trying to get on base, get a rally started for his team. That's a team player. Yeah, and like you said, that was uh, a back and forth
2: game. You know, they were winning ten to two after he hit his home run, and then he comes up in the seventh. It's all of a sudden it's 10-7. Northwest Nazarene had been gaining some momentum, and he let off the inning, was just trying to get something started, get on base there, and figured why not lay down a drag bunt, try and get on base.
1: Well, it's an exciting time. Uh, we've got golf, got some great golf events uh, coming up with the championship uh, about a month away. Great hearing about. Simon Fraser's uh, very busy weekend in outdoor track and field, and we got a huge uh, series there for Montana State Buildings to have Western Oregon coming in.
2: Yeah, you know, 26 uh, games on the road to open the season, that's just um – not not to mention just the travel, just mentally. That's that's a tough thing to, to mm-hmm. handle. But uh, like Luke said, their goal was to um, just keep playing steady through that, uh, be in a position to make the tournament. And now they're one game back, a third place, uh, in good um, standing to make the top three that advanced to the conference tournament. And now they have 18 uh, home games in a row to close out the season. So, you know, it's a it's a team that's playing well right now. I think you got to believe they've got a lot of confidence uh, heading into the final turn of the season.
1: I would think so. I would think that coach Bishop's got him where pretty much got him where he wants him. I mean, I don't know how you could really hope to be in better position than they are in starting the season with 26 road games.
2: Yeah, it's it's something I mean, the season's long. It's the the most games of any GNAC sport, you know, it's close to 40 games every season already, so anytime you can come away uh from a, a road trip like that and uh, still be in good contention, it's a it's a solid position to be in. Absolutely.
1: Evan, thanks so much for all the uh, work you do putting the show together and providing uh, some fun commentary with us here at the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Always appreciate visiting with you and all the research you do behind the scenes and coordination. Evan O'Kelly, thank you. We'll catch you next week. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to
2: you next Tuesday, Kevin.
1: Okay, thank you again. Evan O'Kelly does a great deal of work for the conference, not just on this show, but uh, does a great job. Uh, We're going to step out. I hope you'll join us next week for GNAC Insider. Good night.
0: Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GMAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.